Hey everyone, it's Joel here again from Soul Revival Church. Welcome to the second week of the new way we are actually delivering church at the moment. I just wanted to let you know that we are continually working on ironing out the kinks that are coming with delivering church in this new way, things like the audio quality. But what you're listening to right now is the audio from our live services that we are doing each week. Now, if you're interested in watching those live gatherings on the weekend, you can just go to soulrevivalchurch.com and you'll see a list of all six of our services at the top of the page. And we run those at the same time we would usually meet at those gatherings if we were still able to do so physically. So thanks for sticking with us. And now let's get into our Sunday morning gathering at Kirawee. morning he's going to join me on the very long couch uh, and we're going to catch up and see how he's going before he prays for us good morning tim morning paul morning everyone nice to see you here this morning it's great to be here um how are you guys going through these uh interesting times yeah they are interesting times uh we're going okay um i'm working from home not able to do my regular jobs, so which is normally driving around the place and meeting with people. So trying to do as many of those as I can at home. A number of other things I would normally do have had to be cancelled. So just trying to work out what that looks like. Um, a lot of meetings, I guess, through computer screens and yes, talking to yep, faces I'm on screen. Yes, I'm becoming quite a pro at Zoom, uh, as a number of other people seem to be at this time. So yeah, trying to uh, do a lot of my meetings that way. And it's it's been actually very encouraging to, as I talk with uh, children's ministers uh, around the Wollongong region and see the creativity that they're putting into their ministry to children and families. Uh, it's been a great encouragement to me. There's lots of variety of things out there, but uh, everyone is trying to work hard at serving their children and families uh, across the region, which is just wonderful to hear. That's great. Speaking of children and families, how's Roz and the kids going? Yeah, they're doing okay. Uh, for those who don't know, my wife Roz is a public school teacher, so she has to be on site as schools are still open. Uh, so she's going off every day to a very small number of students at her school. Um, and our kids are at home doing online learning. So uh, as well as trying to do my work, I'm uh, trying to help them with their online w work as well. So that uh, doesn't always have excellent results for either of us, <laughs> but uh, we're, we're working it through when we're getting there. Yeah, good on you, mate. The other thing, we, lots of us have got those issues uh, falling between the kids at home, <laughs> yep. parents away. Uh, even if parents are school teachers, they're still at school. Yes, uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, thanks for coming and joining us this morning. Pleasure. And Pleasure. thanks for praying for us. I'll no leave it to you. We are going to pray now, so I encourage you, wherever you are, to uh, close your eyes and let's pray uh, together. Father God, we cry out to you for your mercy and grace in these troubled times. Father, so many, uh, including in our church family, are suffering with sickness, isolation and loneliness, lack of work or unemployment, and all of that on top of the usual trials and sadnesses of life in this fallen world. Father, we plead for your comfort, for your caring hand. Be with those who are sick and bring them to full health. Be with those who are isolated and help them to know your presence with them. Be with those who have lost work and are struggling financially. Help them to know that you are a good, good Father who provides for us our daily bread. 
Be with those who are grieving the loss of family and friends. Assure them of your comfort and the sure hope of eternity. And Father, may we as a church be your hands and feet at this time. Help us to have eyes and hearts beyond our own circumstances and be looking out for those in our church and community who need our help. We remember that in generations past, Christians have been present at times of plague and tribulation, at times of economic hardship, and they've been salt and light in their communities, refusing to give in to fear and stepping out in faith, knowing that we can, care, we can love and care for our neighbours sacrificially because you have first loved us. Help us to be such a generation. May the response of us at Soul Revival and of the church worldwide be one of generosity, peace, boldness and courage in the face of a world that is anxious, scared and alone. Father, we pray for our leaders. We pray for Scott Morrison and Gladys Berejiklian as they lead our nation and our state. Give them wisdom and wise counsel. We know that they are making incredibly difficult decisions every hour and that they truly want what is best for our country. Help them to receive well the advice of experts, both medically and economically, so they can lead us through this unprecedented crisis. And finally, Father, we pray that this current situation will make us and our neighbours more aware and more reliant on you. May the results of this crisis be the renewal of faith in your people and the growth in the number of souls who declare you as their Lord and Saviour. May our inadequacies in maintaining our own health, finances and relationships draw us into deeper dependence to you, the Lord over all sickness, disease and death, the Lord over all financial circumstances, the Father to the fatherless, hope of the widow, orphan, alien, stranger and those who are lonely. Be real to us, Father, at this time, perhaps more than we've ever been aware of you before. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They have no more wine. Woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied. My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so, and the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realise where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, Everyone brings out the choice wine first, and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you have saved the best till now. What Jesus did here in Cana of Galilee was the first of the signs through which he revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. 
Well, thank you, uh, Alex, for reading that passage for us. That was um, really beautifully read. It's an encouraging verse from John chapter 2. This weekend, we've thought that it might be a good idea for us to look at um, various stories about Jesus and some of his parables that point us to the reality that we have in eternity and the fact that the eternal reality that if we put our trust in Jesus then our future is going to be brighter than our past and our present is really encouraging in this time when things are so hard and difficult and seem to be uh, going to all sorts of different directions that we don't really expect Um, because our eternal future can actually mean that if we are secure in our knowledge that we're secure in eternity then we can live in the security of that through changing times so today we've picked a passage that looks at jesus turning water into wine and um, one of the great uh, messages that we're going to get from this passage is that jesus has come to save us and to wash us clean so that there's nothing that is going to separate us from the love of god if we put our faith in jesus christ because what he's going to achieve for us on the cross is the washing away of our sins and if we put our faith in him repent and turn to him in faith and trust in him then we can be assured that we can have reconciliation with god and reconciliation with each other and that is the constant message i suppose that christian churches preach from week to week but with this covid Uh, situation that's been developing over the last couple of weeks there's been a big challenge for us as christian churches because we've got this challenge that we meet together around god's word and we hear his word uh, read and then we uh, preach that word of god we proclaim that message so that we can be encouraged each week what's been interesting over the last couple of weeks is that churches have not had the opportunity to meet together because understandably because of social distancing we've needed to suspend our public gatherings Uh, Many churches are trying to explore this kind of idea, like what could we do online? And it's been really encouraging to me actually over the week to see that the uh, media has been actually promoting the fact that Christians, as, as well as other uh, faiths as well, have been trying to work out how to use technology. But particularly what I found encouraging is how Christians are being portrayed in the media as just being real. I've liked to see that as uh, the media has shown uh, pastors preaching from their lounge rooms or um, people having worship music that's kind of uh, an extension of what they would normally try and do those churches that are more produced are trying to do more produced stuff online those churches that are low-key long-term relational like soul revival are seeking ways of doing things that are a bit more low-key people are looking for a way of providing their congregations with continuity from their physical places to their digital spaces now when we as soul revival started thinking about how we could do something online We started thinking, well, how could we do something that expresses our low-key, long-term, relational kind of expression as a church? Uh, The great thing in the New Testament is that there's not one prescribed way of doing church and different cultures in different places do church differently all around the world. And at Soul Revival, we're in the Sutherland Shire in the south of Sydney and we have an expression of church that I suppose fits our area. So when it came to thinking about what we would do online, we were trying to think about how do we have continuity from what we do week to week with, um, I suppose, a low-key kind of nature of how we do church. How do we do that online? And it may surprise you, but a funny thing came to our minds. The, The staff thought about 
um, a really old movie now that's called Wayne's World. And in Wayne's World, we thought that was a fun, not only a fun movie, but the great thing about that movie is if you know the movie Wayne's World, Garth and what's the other dude? Garth and Wayne, of course, Wayne's World. Garth and Wayne um, produce a TV show in their mother's basement. And it's really uh, quite a... Um, a raw expression of their culture in in their case but there's something appealing about that and the the thing that's great about that uh, tv show is um not only uh was it was, it was a great comedy the, the movie wayne's well but the thing that it was capturing was that there was this desire i think amongst their friends in their area and in their generation to have an expression that was authentic and in case you haven't seen the movie Wayne's World. I've got a really brief clip from it to show you what I mean, just for those of you who haven't seen the movie. Just a bit of fun. Let's have a look at Wayne's World, the introduction. Okay. Extreme close up. Okay. <laughs> oh, very funny. The uh, the Wayne's World show was um, something that we thought of, and we that's where we got the, the very long couch from. Actually, we thought, why don't we sit on the couch and do something that is authentic for us, and just actually just have, I suppose, the confidence just to be ourselves. Because the thing we're confident in in Soul Revival is not how professionally we can broadcast our church, but we have a confidence in the message. We have a confidence in the power of what Jesus offers. At Soul Revival Church, for many years now, we've been confidently saying that Jesus changes everything. And we really think that even in this COVID-19 situation, Jesus is still changing everything. And the story we've got uh, today from John chapter 2 is an example of how Jesus changes everything, quite literally in this passage. I'm going to dive in at verse 1. On the third day, the wedding took place at Canaan in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They have no more wine. In verse 4, woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied, my hour has not yet come. Now there's a love, lovely loving interchange between Jesus and his mother here because this is actually a situation where Mary recognizes the fact that Jesus can actually make a difference to this situation. There's a difficulty going on in this wedding. Uh, the weddings we've got are difficult at the moment because we're only allowed to have, I think it's only five or ten people present at a wedding. But here at the wedding, the problem was that they'd run out of wine. Now, this could have caused great embarrassment to the host. And Mary is thinking, what can she do about it? And Jesus is there and she knows Jesus is the Son of God, that he's fully man and fully God. We know from the story so far that God had sent Mary a message to tell her that she was going to be pregnant with a child and that she was going to be the mother of the Son of God. And so Mary has this wonderful realization at the wedding that I wonder what Jesus can do to make a difference in this situation. Jesus is there and he hasn't as yet started his public ministry. And that's why he says there to her, my hour has not yet come. But also there's, a, there's an interesting pointer there for us that Jesus is pointing to a miracle he will do in the future. And this next passage that we're going to read is actually going to point us to something even greater that Jesus is going to do when his hour does come. In fact, when he's on the cross and he spills his own blood, not turning water into wine as we have in this passage, but when he actually dies on the cross for our sin, 
he actually washes us clean. Well, in this situation, um, Jesus has uh, told his mother that his hour has not yet come. And Mary then goes to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Now, in verse 6, we have that detail here that there are six stone water jars, the kind that are used by the Jews for ceremonial washing. And each is holding about 20 or 30 gallons. Now, the idea here is that the Jews would come to a banquet like a wedding banquet and that they would wash ceremonially so that they were ceremonially clean using these huge jars of water. Well, Jesus says to the attendants, those jars that you use for ceremonial washing that are filled with water, fill them all the way to the top so that they're completely full. And in verse 7, the servants fill them to the brim. Then Jesus says to them in verse 8, now draw out some and take it to the master of the banquet. That's a strange thing to say. Take some of the water out of the ceremonial jars that are there for ceremonial cleansing and take some of it and give it to the master to taste. Will they do so? And in verse 9, the master of the banquet tastes the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from and though the servants had drawn it uh, from the water knew, uh, the the master didn't know where it came from. So he calls the bridegroom aside and in verse 10 he says, everyone brings out the choice wine first and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink but you have saved the best till now now the fascinating thing about this miracle is that Jesus is using these jars that are full of water that are usually used for ceremonial cleaning and he's pointing to the fact that when he spills his blood he won't just be washing us clean on the outside as is the case with the stone jars but the miracle that he can do that he's pointing to through changing the water into wine is that through his own blood he can actually wash us clean on the inside that if we put our faith in jesus then we can be washed clean of our sin and that means that all the things we've done that we are guilty for can actually be paid for by christ on the cross when he dies in our place and so by trusting that jesus died on the cross and trusting that he rose from the dead we can have forgiveness for our sins from god so Jesus turning the water into wine is really helpful here as a marker at the beginning of the Jesus story to point us to the end of the Jesus story. Now, the, the host and the guests are not at all going to be aware of these deeper realities at the time. What they are understanding at the very time of this miracle is that this is an abundance of wine. This is the best wine. Remember what the, the host said. He said, everyone brings out the choice wine first and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. In other words, you bring out the first batch of your good wine and your great you know, expensive bottles of wine and then you bring out your cask wine later when everybody's had too much to drink and they can't tell the difference. But here, this wine is actually even better than what had been given by the host at the beginning of the party. In verse 11, John goes on and he says, What Jesus did here in Cana of Galilee was the first of the signs through which he was revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. So the delight that the disciples, Mary's mother, his brothers and the guests would have had at that wedding is only the beginning of the delight as they could see sign after sign throughout Jesus' ministry that he is not just an ordinary person. He's not just a terrific teacher. He's not just a prophet. He is the Son of God. And he has the power that is needed to protect us in eternity. And so in verse 12, after this he went down to Capernaum with his mothers and his brothers and his disciples and there they stayed for a few days. 
This is a really beautiful story that encourages us to remember that what is important for us at this time is to continue to proclaim the power of the gospel, to continue to proclaim that Jesus changes everything. And it's not important for us to dress that up. If church is already uh, low-key, long-term and relational, then my hope is that we will continue to have the confidence of just being low-key, long-term and relational in our broadcasts. If churches in their expressions already produce their services, I hope they have the facilities to continue to produce their services in a similar way that they do in their physical spaces so that it gives congregations around the world continuity to help them to feel confident that this crisis isn't going to stop us meeting together as we do. So that's why at Solis we're not going to try and overproduce this ourselves because our expression is low-key. Just as a bit of a fun way to finish up on this sermon, I thought it might be fun. In the movie Wayne's World, they actually get bought out by some big corporation that then does try to overproduce Wayne's World. And I want to show you an example of what we're not going to be trying to do as we do these broadcasts. So let's flick back onto the screen and have a look at uh, what happens to Wayne's World after it gets overproduced. Wayne's World is brought to you by Noah's Arcade. Party on, Wayne. It's Friday, it's 11.30, it's time to party with your excellent host, Wayne Campbell, and with him as always is Garth. Party on, Wayne, and party on, Garth. Wayne's World! Okay, uh, welcome to Wayne's World. Party on, Garth. I guess. <laughs> so our challenge is we want to continue to party on, but we don't want to say, I guess, at the end of it. We want to continue to be confident in who we are as Christians. We want to be confident in that we can continue to encourage people with the gospel that is eternal, that Jesus is going to keep changing everything. And this week, we're going to have challenges. This week, there are going to be even further disruptions, I suppose. There's going to be changes to the way we live. But in the midst of it, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. One way. Thanks again for listening to the Soul Revival Church podcast. Uh, just a reminder, if you want to watch any of these services that we hold live, you can go to soulrevivalchurch.com and you can see all the gatherings up the top of the page. And you can choose any one you wish. It can be on Friday, Saturday or Sunday. Thanks again and one way. Music is OK by Ixon.